Welcome to the Essential Church Podcast. Our goal is to strengthen and equip church and ministry leaders just like you through practical and theological discussions about some of the most pressing and important issues facing the local church today. We feature conversations with members of our team here at New Life Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado, as well as interviews with authors and thinkers from around the world. You can follow The Essential.Church on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Watch episodes on our YouTube channel and also subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and Spotify, where you'll find a full archive of previous conversations. And now, here is this week's episode of The Essential Church Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Essential Church Podcast, an ongoing conversation about some of the most important issues facing the local church today. I'm your host, Andrew Arndt. And uh, man, every time I do that script, I actually do have to pat myself on the back a little bit. I remember it. I'm like really happy about that. But uh, we hope that you all had a great uh, summer. We certainly did around here at New Life. This is the beginning of season nine. Hard to believe that we have eight seasons under our belts, but here we are. And to start off this season, I wanted to take you to a conversation that we had not too long ago with Teresa. Demetrius Wilson, otherwise known to most people as D. Wilson. Uh, D. is a Grammy-winning worship leader uh, who just moved here with his wife Jen and their daughter from the Chicagoland area to join our New Life worship staff, and we could not be happier about that. We had a great conversation with D. about songwriting, uh, about uh, what it looks like to cultivate diversity in the church and also what it takes to stay grounded as a worship leader, not just a worship leader, but as a leader in God's house. We think that you're going to love the conversation. So without further commentary from me, here it is. Hey, well, we're so excited today. We have a very special guest, and he's not really a guest. He's really a friend, a brother, someone that we love and admire. We have Terrell Demetrius Wilson with us today. I got the full name right. And uh, we call him D around here. People, so I think your wife calls you Terrell. Uh, yes. But he she, goes by various names. Yeah, but and whatever, whatever you're comfortable with is cool. That, there, and I'll have to be honest with you. The only reason I know your full name, Terrell Demetrius uh, Wilson, is because you just won a Grammy Award. Yeah, hey. I wasn't bright enough to put D. Wilson in the BMI <laughs> <laughs> registration. Well, I actually Googled D. Wilson Grammy and nothing came up. And I yes. thought, oh, yes. I don't know if he really won a Grammy, but you really did win a I Grammy did. Award. Really and I'm so proud of you. And, Thank you. And we Thanks. know, you know, I was telling you earlier that a Grammy Award is basically your peers saying this is a good song and yeah. we recognize good work yeah and sure. it was it was, a, it was a beautiful song and mm-hmm. I actually listened to it multiple times tell us about the song and tell yeah. us what it's meant to you to yeah. for your peers to to say well done yeah so I'm um, m- moving on uh, we were writing Jonathan's I've, I've I've gotten um, a chance to work with Jonathan McReynolds who's um, uh, he's even though he's young, he's actually younger than me. He's actually a, a gospel music legend at this mm-hmm. point in his career. Um, and so I've gotten the opportunity to help him write his last two albums, um, Make Room and Now People. Um, and we've we've known each other probably over ten years, and we've become friends over the last few. So in that process, he's um, you know this is pre pandemic, uh, and so uh, he he's planning on moving to L.A. He has kind of all this different. Uh, life happening in, in you know around he's he's grown and things like that so he's he's we're talking about that just you know as we're at his mm-hmm. house what it means to move to LA what it means to leave Chicago where he's been his entire life mm-hmm. um, you know the, the the triumphs the the tragedies you know yeah. uh, of, of 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 what living in Chicago means and what does moving to LA yeah. do that um, 
I forgot who started it, but one of us just started on the guitar with the I'm moving on. And once you give once you give us a groove, <laughs> it's a rap. Yeah. So uh, we probably like and for us, you know, like lyric writers, we can spend hours just toiling over yeah. lyrics. And that's what me and Jonathan normally do. That one we probably wrote in like thirty minutes. Yeah. Wow. Um it was just really quick because everything, you know, it was it was stemmed off the conversation that we were already having. Right. Um and so so I, it was a song that I had the most fun with, and I didn't really think it was going to get nominated, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we, I thought the album would, um, and I thought if there was one song that was going to be nominated, it would be the, the title track, People, um, because it, mm-hmm. it, it was pretty revolutionary. It was a song about delivering me from people right as we were all going on quarantine yeah. oh, wow. around the nation. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. like, for sure, that has to be it. Um, you know, a Grammy <clears throat> is really cool. Um, you know, it, it's a it puts it's a very exclusive club of, of humans, yeah. um, of mm-hmm. creators, of, you know, yeah. song makers, music makers that get it. For me, uh, you know, it's nice to have the admiration from my peers. But honestly, the the coolest thing for me has been my daughter. Mm. Um, she's she's a lot more public and proud of it than I am. You know, she's mm. she's going around. My daddy won a Grammy. Have you seen the Grammy? <laughs> Do you know what the Grammys are? And so, like, to watch the light bulb go on for her. And to watch the her eyes light up at the possibilities of the world um, when you're mm. dedicated and she I mean her workstation is right next to mine at home mm. so you know <laughs> the dedication and the and the work and the toil when she sees that pay off um, it means so much more to me that it that it means a lot to her yeah. and so it's not only a recognition of your peers for a job well done but it also opens doors for other writers now to Absolutely. acknowledge that you yeah. have the ability to write. And mm-hmm. so what doors has it opened for you? I what? mean, John called me, you know, a week after I won the Grammy and said, man, we got to write now. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have, John Egan will now return yeah, your phone calls. Did, the clock's ticking. Now he returned my Grammy. text messages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think slowly but surely, you know, the nomination was one. I, I, actually, the nomination is really the one that was a more, that was the agitator a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the full breadth of what the Grammy can do, but I but I am expecting um, some of that to take place. You yeah. know what I mean? And and I and to be honest, I've been really blessed and privileged yeah. um, to write with some of the folks that I've been able to write with before. Yeah. You know, nomination. You know, like I joke about John. Like I've I've written with John and Glenn and Micah and Aaron. Yeah. I've written with Percy Betty. I've written with Jonathan McReynolds. It's like all these folks that I look up to and respect mm. um, welcomed me into their creative process a, a little yeah. while ago. Yeah. And that's a huge blessing. Mm. Um, yeah, such a huge blessing, blessing that, that I don't take for granted. D, yeah. if, the, uh, if the Grammy was maybe the biggest surprise, it sounds like, of your career. Sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. What's, what's the song that you've written that maybe you're the most proud of in your career? Is it the ones you've written with me? Probably, huh? <laughs> Probably the ones, yeah. I mean, the ones that, the unreleased ones that I've written with. Yeah. <laughs> Say that. Uh, <laughs> critically acclaimed, critically, though. Yeah, the two, the two critics. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it has to be between maybe Rose Petals and The Medicine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, Stunning you know, songs. Yeah, both. Yeah, it's because, like, um, the, the light bulb that goes on. Or even, the, or even some of the anger. And I get a lot of it, especially yeah. with Rose Petals. Mm. Um, some of the reaction that it draws out... Um, I'm not, I'm not always happy with it, but I'm always going, this person never felt that before they heard this song. Or maybe right. they weren't able to verbalize it. Yeah. I remember being in Atlanta playing, playing that song. I played this song at a church in Atlanta. Um, it didn't go super great. Hmm. But one of the people came up to me, one of the folks that, one of the musicians actually that played on the song hmm. with me, which is amazing, um, came up to me afterwards. And there's, you know, the second verse about the tears of my mother were spilled out his grave. He literally said, I've never considered 
the mothers of these people. Yeah. You know, like they wow. were always wow. just sort of these figures on the news that were polarized, right? You see, you know, yeah. you see Trayvon Martin, and all of a sudden you go, you you just go to your camp sure. where you yep. feel the most comfortable. Yep. It's amazing that he said. I've never considered his mother. Wow. I've never considered what she felt losing her baby and then watching her baby be the fodder for political yep. um, mm-hmm. wrestle, wrestle matches. And yeah. so be dehumanized. And dehumanized. Yeah. And, that's, yeah. and that was the whole point of writing that song was, yeah. look, let's, let's look at these roses. Let's consider more than what, what we want to say and more than our opinions. Let's consider that God honors blood and life and the loss of life and the loss <clears> of innocence <throat> and that... You know that these things mean more to him, and since they mean more to him, they have they must mean more to us. Wow. While we're on this topic, uh, a lot of my pastor friends mm-hmm. recognize that their churches need to have a more diverse expression of music, of yeah. sound and song, and um, and you've been a part of that. You've mm-hmm. helped you've helped pastors. You've helped us here at New Life understand the diversity of music, the diversity of sound, and mm-hmm. how and how to bring that into a. a uh, for lack of a better word, a white congregation that sure. is accustomed to one particular genre of music, and yeah. and we uh, we've loved that you've been here with us, and and when you when you get up there, you're you're yourself, mm-hmm. you are who you are, yeah. and our churches loved it, our yeah. churches embraced it. How have you helped churches though uh, even start the conversation and integrate their music? Yeah, I mean, the first thing you have to integrate actually isn't the music. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing you have to realize is that you're you're bringing in a person, yeah. you're bringing mm-hmm. in a human being. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and, and that human being comes with um, their own culture, their own cultural identity, their own walk of life, their own view of the world. And it's not very fair to invite my songs and not and you don't want me, yeah, right? That's kind of what um, appropriation is all about, right? right? It's like, we love your songs, we love the cool things you do, but we don't want you over here. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of times, you know, I, you know, I've tried to help folks go, if you're going to bring this person in, if you're going to bring me in, yeah. You're going to get me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bring you're going to yeah. get me. And, and I'm flawed. And like, you're yeah. flawed. But like, we're going to have to love each other and have this exchange of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the songs will come. You know, I think, you know, and we push, then we start pushing the congregation to appreciate um, the different sounds of what worship is mm-hmm. around the world. Because um, that's always going to be in heaven. Yeah. You know, yeah. ain't no CCM part yeah. of heaven. No. Ain't no yeah. gospel part of heaven. Right. I don't know what it's going to sound like. My imagining is somehow <laughs> or another, all the sounds of the world that give God yeah. glory yeah. will just somehow match when right. we get there. Yes. Yes. Right? <clears throat> but it's not going to be, you know, there's, like, there's not going to be somebody tuning down the gospel and turning up. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. It's like, or vice versa. It's going to be, we're going to have to all figure this out eventually in heaven. Well, mm-hmm. one of the beautiful parts of that Revelation text that you talk about every tongue, every tribe, every mm-hmm. nation, is that we don't have to give up our racial distinctiveness. No. We don't have to give up our, our, our individual identity in heaven. It seems like that heaven is going to be the place where it all melds together. Yeah. For the first time, it truly does become a melting pot. Absolutely. It does become a, a symphony of sounds. Yeah. And that, that's what I think the church should start sounding like. And yeah. there's, as much talk as we're are having about racial diversity and racial unrest and racial peace, I think music has a profound ability to, yeah. to, when we don't know the words to say, sometimes songs can yeah, become our words. Yeah. And I think the songs from the pulpit, the songs from the stage, mm-hmm. yeah. can act, is exactly going to create an environment for us to have better conversation. Yeah, yeah. But songs yeah. are probably going to go first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I grew up, the church I grew up in was, I didn't know this until later in life, it was the, um, it was such an anomaly among the churches in the area. You know, all the churches that were predominantly white would come to us and go, 
I, how in the world are you doing, you know, this song in front of, you know, all these white folks? And then all the black churches would come and go, how in the world are you doing this song in front of all these black folks? And we were just like, and we're just like, because, I don't know, we just, we just, we just, we just sort of set the culture of worship isn't about your preference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worship isn't about your, you know, that's a concert. Yeah. We're not doing a concert. We're here to, we're here to give glory, ultimate praise to mm-hmm. God. Yeah. yeah. And so let's all just get cool with, you know, yeah. hey, if it, if, if we got to do a passing chord yeah. every now and again, mm-hmm. we're going to have to do a passing chord every now and again. You know, <laughs> now, or we have to play like a one to four with nothing in between it, then bless God, that's what we're going to do. You know, yeah. but this isn't about us. This isn't yeah. about our preferences. This is about like, what, like, how can we come together and give God glory? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the sound of unity yeah. uh, is so much more important than what the chord changes are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate being a new life because um, the you know where when we when we can make a left turn and everybody goes with us. And we did hymns, you yeah. know, we can do hymns and yeah. and then yeah. you know I would love you know then then the next movie is like you know how gospel we can yeah. we get. You know? I love what you're saying, dude, because uh, we 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 have a saying around here that the best songs we'll ever write are these relationships. That's the best song that we could write, <laughs> absolutely, because that's what really lasts. And and that worship's not a response to our music; it's a response to the majesty of God and the glory mm-hmm. of God. So I love what you're saying. Um, I would love to ask you, though, and just for you to riff a little bit on, on I mean, winning a Grammy, being a congregational worship leader, being mm-hmm. an artist, mm-hmm. uh, being someone who gets low and serves a band and, and yeah. makes disciples. You know, the world, the worship landscape uh, has a lot of beauty and amazing mm. things that God's doing on the earth with worship, and there's more songs being released than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also has some pitfalls, and now there's business involved and all this yeah. stuff involved. How, you know, where where do you, you know, what's the, something that you could kind of, what keeps you true north? What keeps you at full center? To Because yeah. to, it's awesome to be an artist, awesome <laughs> to win Grammys. I mean, yeah. well, well, how great. For sure. you know, we don't chase trophies, but we celebrate when it's the cool. world celebrates. Yeah. You it's know? cool. For sure. uh, what keeps me true north? Mm. I married um, Jennifer <laughs> Elaine Matthews, uh, and she don't care yeah. <laughs> about none yeah. of this. Yeah. Honestly, she's actually in the studio yeah, audience yeah, right now, the room, <laughs> giving him some, giving him some yeah. serious coaching from yeah. the from this. <laughs> directing me. Um, no, I, and and uh, so I've learned to lean on the relationships that. Um, that don't need anything from me except for me to be whole, yeah. right? Um, right. And so Good. my wife needs me to be whole. Yeah. My daughter needs me to be whole. My parents, my family, <laughs> my friends with, with whom I have yeah. deep relationship, they don't thrive from me being successful, really. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, they thrive from me being grounded, um, you know, me being close to Jesus, um, me being dedicated to the cause yeah. of, like, Christ. And so um, what keeps me true north is the fact that I, and and they're willing to say, Sit down, and mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. like so, like you know, there in 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 the times of last year when I was really struggling, and mm. you know, I was making an album. We've talked about it, mm-hmm. like making an album, and I keep coming back. Your vocals aren't good enough. The song's not good enough. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm at home, yeah, <laughs> and, Jennifer, and I told Jennifer like, I can't believe they're saying this to me, and she's yeah. like, Have you prayed? Yeah. Have you talked to God? When's the last time you talked to God about it? Come on. I'm like, first of all, mind your business. <laughs> Second of all, you know what I mean? Like, why I've submitted to yeah, your husband? Yeah, why are you even checking me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, what keeps you true north, honestly, is like, yeah. you know, I have I have people in my life that don't care yeah. about any of it and are willing to, and, and, and then, you know, and, and are willing to call me back to say, like, go to God. Like, mm. don't come yeah. to me. Like, I love you. I support you. But... 
If so you, beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope every young worship leader yeah. heard what you just said. Yeah. 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 Because there is this ambition to be successful, but not an intention to wholeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And what the world needs are worship leaders who are whole mm-hmm. and not worship leaders who are just successful. Yeah. yeah. And I hope, I hope that resonates. I hope there's a lot of young, talented men and women out there that heard that clearly. Yeah. Here you are, a successful young man. You're in your uh, early 30s. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see success, but mm-hmm. you've... You're latching hold of the right thing, and I just mm-hmm. want to say that to you. Mm-hmm. That you've, you've, uh, you know, you're turning your attention to the right thing, yeah. uh, being a good man, a good whole man, a, yeah. a man of, of strength and character. And, and out of that, the Lord just tends to bring success. And the Lord is the one yeah. that blesses That's us. That's right. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And if, if, if the things that happened to me at uh, 32, 33 happened to me at 25, it'd, yeah. be, a, it'd be a nightmare. Right. You know, right. I, it could, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I couldn't be told much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, until yeah. I got good coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm thankful for folks like Aaron and Micah that are just good, good coaches. Yeah. Until I got married and you know got a, a good wife that just don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she really don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I appreciate it. Yeah. You need it, John. I remember I was at a conference one time and um, uh, um, John Gray was speaking and I asked him a question. Just simply, I was it was before I got married. And uh, I think I might not have even been dating. And so I just asked him a question of like, you know, what, how do you, you know, maintain this whole, you know, in the house, out of the house thing and what you expect? And he literally said, like, God gave you, God gave you a family, not fans. Yeah, come on. You know, so what you need from your family is to be your family. You yeah. don't need them. You don't need them to come. You don't need to come home and them laud over you about yeah. the songs you've written yeah. or the success you've seen. You need them to, to, you need to come home to them and for them to mm-hmm. be able to have honest conversation about yeah. What what you know? How you're doing as a husband? Yeah. How you're doing mm-hmm. as a father? Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. Yeah, and those things are paramount. They're not secondary. They no. are. They mm-hmm. are. They are the reason we do work. Yes. and it's what qualifies us for the work of ministry. And and I, I so appreciate that about you uh, and what you're doing and the way it comes out of you. And and I think what we see on the stage is what we see off the stage. That's so <laughs> important. I, I'm just so. Yep. I'm just. Uh, past uh, being around people that are different off the stage yeah. and on the yes. stage. And one yeah. of the things we loved about you is that the same person we see on the stage, the, the joyful man, the man who's asking good questions, who's pursuing a righteous God is the same guy off the stage. Amen. Amen. And we Great. love that about you. Mm-hmm. Love that Amen. about you for sure. So one of the fun things I get to do today <laughs> is announce that Terrell Demetrius Wilson and your wife Jennifer yep. are going to be a part of the New Life worship team. And we could not mm. be more thrilled. Yeah. Uh, we are so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we have. Uh, this has been a long process, a long journey of us getting uh-huh. to know one another. And yeah. of course, you've known some people on our team for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But when uh, when you first started coming around here, just as a guest worship leader, mm-hmm. uh, there was something brewing in our hearts toward one another. And I just yeah. just want to tell you how thrilled we are, how excited we are, yeah. how honored we are yeah. that mm-hmm. to add your voice and your strength mm-hmm. and your giftings and callings to the team here. Yeah. And the the water level. Just got a little deeper around yeah, here, yeah, and yeah. for both you and your wife, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, Jennifer, will, and your daughter Adele, will, are, we just are so excited about you being a part of New Life Church. Yeah. And so, welcome mm-hmm. to yes. the yeah. 719 mm-hmm. to Colorado <laughs> Springs. <laughs> I gotta rep it. Yeah. I gotta rep it. See, the thing is, like, I, I rep, I, you know, I rep like the 312 super hard. It is like, oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm looking oh, like 719. The but, next time yeah. we see you on an album cover, you'll have a Patagonia jacket on. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah, you'll look like a Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're gonna look like a Colorado, Colorado. hipster. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we're going to totally convert you from uh, into a Colorado hipster soon. But oh, my goodness. We're very, very... Have a beer already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got that going. You got that going. And you're wearing the right colors, like uh, the Colorado Rockies colors. Yeah. So, uh, oh, see? Yeah, exactly God. right. Oh, that's so, it. Uh, so yeah. yeah. See, won't God do it? We didn't even know Mount Laurel could do it. So, again, welcome to New Life welcome Church. Me. We're so grateful you're going to be a part of this yep. team. And we can't wait to see what God does in the future with all of us. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't wait either. We're really excited. I've, uh, I mean, when I met John, I was able to geek out for the first two minutes and go. I'm just so grateful for the legacy um, of, of New Life um, and everything that the church that God has brought the church through and God has done through this yeah. church. And mm-hmm. excited to be part of whatever that next chapter is, um, and spurring on that next chapter of what God's doing. We're honored. We're yeah. excited to do it.